and I'm Maisie. And we are two teens from Wales who are both seriously young, female and very opinionated. HIV. AIDS. Consent. Relationships. STIs. Chlamydia. Gonorrhea. Syphilis. Sex. What are we here to discuss today? Didn't you get it? Should Replay! <laughs> HIV. AIDS. Consent. Relationships. STIs. Chlamydia. Gonorrhea. infections, consent, any of the really important topics. What about you? I mean, I've had one or two, but they've definitely not been of standard sort of thing. I think I've had one lesson on um, contraception mm -hmm. and we learn about the different kinds, but that was years ago. And, you know, probably at a time where we didn't really care that much about that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think I've ever had a proper sex ed lesson. No, I absolutely haven't. In fact, we joke about it now, but I didn't know the biological process of a period until the last couple of months, which is ridiculous because I'm 16. <laughs> you see, I have learned all that, but only in biology. That's we really learn that sort of in in a scientific sort of sense and we don't really learn about what a period means and sort of how that has an impact on a, on a person. And I feel like that's so backwards because these the words we mentioned, HIV, AIDS, consent, they still have such a massive impact on our everyday lives, even as 16 year olds, and they will continue to have a massive impact as they did in our past present and future and surely it's an injustice that we don't learn enough about it definitely and not only that we learn we learn you know that a sperm meets egg mm -hmm. and an egg is fertilized and you know it travels through the fallopian tubes and whatever i won't bore you with the science but we don't learn exactly what sex means to someone we don't learn about the emotional side of things like that and we don't learn exactly. about consent which is so 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 important and you'd think that that would be drilled into someone from when they're two years old Definitely. um you know who can touch your body when they can do mm -hmm. that and things like that it seems so simple to me at least and yet it's not in our education. Yeah, so why do you think that is, Mace? Why don't you think people want to talk about sexually related topics? It's difficult to talk mm -hmm. about. I mean, we said at the beginning of setting up Young Female and Opinionated that we would talk about the things that maybe you don't want to discuss at the dinner table. Uh -huh. And I think this is definitely one of those topics. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm sorry if any of my family are listening. Um, <laughs> but it's true, we need to talk about these kind of things. Consent is important. It's important that we address LGBTQ Absolutely. plus issues around sex. I mean, I don't think our education is at all inclusive. No. Uh, at all. I mean, I don't think I've ever learned about gay sex. I've never heard a teacher say the... No, say LGBTQ+, I've never been made aware of that community, I've never, if I didn't have friends who are part of that community, or if I weren't on social media, I wouldn't even know it existed, which is a massive injustice. I'm exactly the same, and you know what, I sometimes find myself so grateful mm -hmm. that I have got friends who are part of that community, and Absolutely. friends who have been part of that community since I've been quite young, you know, since the early years of secondary school, and they, I'm very grateful that they exposed me to that kind of, kind of world 
world. And it's so important that we talk about it, not just in social settings, but in educational settings, because you can't guarantee that every young person is going to be exposed to those those sort of relationships. Absolutely. And talking about it is what helps us build a tolerant and open-minded society. We can't progress if we don't even learn about what we're progressing into. And I think part of the reason why people don't want to have these conversations with us, especially as young women, is because sex is still seen with a massive taboo. It's still seen maybe a bit dirty, maybe a bit indignifying, which is ridiculous. And I think as young women especially, that really applies. Yeah, and I mean, we wouldn't be here without it. So (laughs) I think it's time to talk about it and come to understand it. Absolutely. to sexually transmitted infections like HIV and AIDS, which still have a massive and prominent stance in our society today as it did 20 years ago. So Maisie, what is HIV? Now, I'm not a doctor yet, (laughs) but it's obviously a virus and HIV sort of turns into AIDS over time and that is a much more serious condition and there's no cure for HIV. There is treatment and we're very lucky that we've had enough scientific advancements to have good treatment, but it can't can't ever be cured and it affects the immune system. Obviously, without an immune system or without a good immune system, you can get really poorly really quickly Mm -hmm. and that's not great, is it? And something I find really interesting about HIV and AIDS and the history of it is that I only learned that it had such a massive impact on the LGBT community in the 1980s through shows like RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, I know I mention it a lot, but this time I am mentioning RuPaul with a lot of gravity. Um, And through Netflix shows like Pose. And it's great that this is in the media, but how awful is it that I didn't learn about that until lockdown when I had time to watch shows on Netflix. Not only did it have an impact on the LGBT community in that time, it continues to have an impact. And, you know, I know that in the UK they're changing this in the coming months or years, but... Mm -hmm. You know, gay people still can't give blood. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's so stupid. And that, that sort of rule exists because of the legacy of, of HIV and AIDS, that sort of crisis, because yeah. it was a crisis. It was. And people didn't care enough back then to, to help. It was literally sweeped under the carpet, you know. It was seen as a virus that was discriminatory to people with H- and people who were LGBTQ, people who were gay. And because of that, people didn't talk about it. You know, the media didn't acknowledge it. And if it did, it was in such a negative sense. It was seen as a dirty gay-related disease, which further stigmatised owning your sexuality. And I think that legacy still remains today. I think there's still a massive taboo around saying you have HIV and AIDS. There's still a reluctancy to talk about it. And that is so wrong. <laughs> yeah, and HIV AIDS, it's not alone as as an infection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, anything is considered taboo. If you've got chlamydia or gonorrhea, and we see that, you know, in Newport where we live, chlamydia is quite, quite common. Mm-hmm. And yet people are still embarrassed to have it. And I don't think that's right. You know, we, we stigmatise it for, for no reason. It's it's not a bad thing to have. Yeah. And we're lucky to have treatments for it. And things like chlamydia can be cured, Absolutely. Um, which is fab. So it, it's not the end of the world if you do get that. And I think what's interesting is that we have to look at why it's so prevalent. Um, and I think that's because of simply a lack of education. People don't know 
what it is. People don't know how not to get it or even that there's a risk. And to me, by us not receiving this education, it's an injustice not only to ourselves, but it's an injustice for the people who have suffered with these diseases, even died from these diseases in the past, from our lack of education and discussion on it. Mm -hmm. It's as if we're failing to learn from our mistakes. We fail to understand the importance of sexual health education because we simply don't care enough. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not even that we don't care enough. Maybe it's that we don't know that we should care. Yeah, I don't think, you know, unless you've got a personal link to to something so serious, Mm -hmm. you don't understand it. And, you know, we're... I'd say very sensible people and so you know we we understand that we're missing this kind of education we want to call for it and we've tried so many times I know I have we you know I've campaigned so hard for things like life skills which encompasses good sex education and no one wants to give it to us no and you have to question why that is this could be a really dark spiral it could lead to almost a want to continue to oppress people in it's a dangerous way. it's so it dangerous and unfortunately it seems like sexually transmitted infections and the taboo around that always link to parts of society that have already got such a unfortunate stigma attached to it because of our misconceptions and our prejudice for example the link with hiv um, and lgbt com- lgbtq community which totally is incorrect i feel like our lack of education on this further oppression and prejudice within our society it's not just you know we we can say it's incorrect in terms of you know that opinion Mm -hmm. but it's statistically wrong as well it's not just gay people who get hiv nowadays Mm -hmm. and you know there have been so many changes in society that means that that's a common it's a common thing and anyone can get hiv it's not reserved for gay people at all education is all-encompassing it includes so many things including lgbtq plus relationships Mm -hmm. consent and even sexual harassment and well poppy and i actually have recently worked on a research project with plan international uk we were approached through this podcast (laughs) um, which is awesome to work on the state of girls rights report and in that it was well i mean the findings were so shocking young girls across wales don't feel safe in their own bodies Mm -hmm. and they're frustrated at not being heard not being taken seriously and that's insane yeah notably a finding from the report is that a lot of girls don't feel like they have ownership over their body which really upset me and it caused me to start to question why that is you know we know our body is ours of course it is but why don't we have ownership over that and i think that's because we don't know what consent is we don't know gravity of that word we don't know what it means to us how far does consent go how far doesn't it go and we also don't know how to deliver that consent Uh we don't know how to revoke it either yeah Um, and i think that's important you know consent isn't something you know you say it once and it always applies Mm -hmm. i think it's important to note that you can you can revoke that consent at any given time and you know consent also isn't a simple yes you know it it can be done in in other ways and it's not always got to be that awkward conversation but it's yeah. also not a given no. No, absolutely not. And I feel like, yeah, we just don't understand it. And why? Because we've never been taught about it properly. Exactly. And I feel like that burden as well shouldn't just be on girls' rights. It shouldn't just be on girls understanding consent. I think it's equally as important for boys, for men to understand it, both obviously in heterosexual relationships, yeah. etc. But it's important that men know 
the limits they want to have, the boundaries they have, but then they also understand when someone else is saying no. Absolutely, it has to work both ways. You know, we can't preach girls' rights without preaching boys' rights because it's obviously important that girls and boys mm -hmm. alike are comfortable with whatever's going on. And both parties have to consent to something. Um, you know, it, it can't happen with one of you wanting it and not the other. Mm -hmm. I th that's totally unfair and that's what needs to be taught. Absolutely. And I think people see consent as really complicated, but in its essence, I don't think it is that complicated. No. It shouldn't be. We should be taught from such a young age, you know, things like doctors. Yeah. A doctor or who can touch your body, mm -hmm. okay? Sometimes it's not even appropriate for a parent to touch your body. There Absolutely. are so many issues like that. And so a young child should even be made aware of who exactly can mm -hmm. touch their body and when. And when that is necessary. And even when it does happen, whether it's appropriate. Exactly. And we've seen the effects that not teaching what consent is has had on our society. We've seen how this has continued to oppress vulnerable people and how it's continued to make people feel left without any other options. And like the report highlighted, about ownership of their body. And so it does cause me as a young woman to feel really frustrated about why we don't react to these findings. We know those opinions are there, so why aren't we trying to change it? what we would consider traditional sex education. It also discusses issues in our society like domestic abuse and domestic violence. And not just domestic abuse or violence in person, but I know that during the pandemic, mm -hmm. the, the rates have spiralled of domestic abuse. Absolutely. And actually, the, the UK Youth Parliament does something called Make Your Mark every year, and it's an opportunity for young people across the country to vote on issues that they find are important. And so I voted in the ballot, and I'm sure you did too. Um, and in Torvine and a couple of areas across Gwent, domestic violence was actually voted as the top issue. Wow. And these are young people voting for domestic violence. They want action on this. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes me wonder what the hell they're experiencing. Yeah, I think we, again, don't look at domestic violence as seriously as we should. I think because... People, sometimes they literally can't speak out about it. They can't speak up and speak out. Because of that, it's so often overlooked. And we often see the victims as a small number of people who can get out. It's not that bad. Um, because if it was that bad, surely they would have got out. But that's not the case. Um, and I think this, again, links to a lack of education. I've never been taught about what a healthy relationship is. Of course, my parents have had conversations with me about it. But I think perhaps for a lot of victims of domestic violence they don't they might not even know the situation they're in, they're in is unhealthy i'm actually very lucky a few years ago we had a policewoman come into school and teach us about domestic abuse and that was so eye-opening and i wish that everyone had had that lesson because it taught us exactly what it means and really? domestic violence is such an umbrella term yeah. That, you know, that's what they say, isn't it? And, um, you know, it includes anything from a controlling boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. and, you know, physical abuse, emotional abuse and dragging someone away from their friends and family. Uh -huh. That is all considered domestic violence. And people don't realise that. Yeah. People with a controlling girlfriend or boyfriend See, don't... Yeah, it's, it's not, not cute at all. It, it's domestic abuse. 
Absolutely. And um, actually, Women's Age released a survey. Um, it was for people who were questioning whether they were in a toxic or abusive relationship. And it was a yes or no tick box questions. And then you kind of scroll for the survey you expect. Perhaps at the end, it'll give me a score. <laughs> um, and then it says, if you've said yes to any of the above questions, you are in a toxic relationship. And it's things like, you know, has your partner ever controlled what social media you use? Has your partner ever controlled who you speak to? And I personally didn't know that these were factors of a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I think as a society and perhaps even as a generation, we've normalised what nice and clingy is. And Well, not even clingy, we've normalised what toxic is to be seen as clingy and to be seen as, oh, they care about me. When do they or are they just controlling you? And we're so glad that we've been able to address this outrageous topic, which shouldn't be outrageous. (laughs) But on that note, Maisie, why do you think we're not taught this in school? Well, the demand is there. You know, people have gone to the education department and said, this is what we want. And I'm one of those people. (laughs) And they simply just won't give it to us. And they say that, you know, teachers may not want to teach it because it's still a taboo topic. And that is so wrong. We need to work on reducing that stigma so that teachers are comfortable talking about it because it's so important. And, you know, it's the same with political education. People are scared to teach it because... Well, because they're scared of being accused of this and that. They're worried that if they teach us about sex, it encourages sexual activity. Uh But at least they'll be encouraging safe sexual activity. I think we need to accept that underage sex is happening. Um, And I think we need to acknowledge that and ensure that young people have this knowledge to know what is safe what is appropriate yeah it's not about telling people not to do it it's Uh about telling them how to do it safely because that is most important i think our feeling uncomfortable about this situation causes such injustice and i think because we feel too uncomfortable about it it's pushed so many young people uncomfortable situations and unsafe situations that are so dangerous exactly and you know if any decision makers are listening now (laughs) this is us very very much urging you to think about this and to consider what it was like perhaps for you as a young person what you wish you would have and it's time to talk to young people about it ask Uh us all what we want because we will tell you that this is exactly what we want but anyway, Absolutely. It's <laughs> that's that for today. Yes. I'm Maisie. I'm Poppy. And we are Young, Female and Opinionated. Yes.